Hey everybody, little Scotty here. Just uh, thought I'd talk to you today a little bit about what's going on in the world because there's a lot going on in the world right now. I think that it's important that you have some ideas for how to talk to your kids about it and also if you have teenagers what they may be involved with and whether or not they're going down to protest or not or protesting from your own town because there's been protests in my town and I live quite a ways away from a big town so it's amazing there's a lot of people out there who are pretty darn mad so I think that if we talk about some of the things that you could say to your children in regards to what happened and the whole incident you know George Floyd Unfortunately, we all got to watch him die, and if you've never seen somebody die before, it's pretty shocking. I have seen lots of people die, so I was even shocked. I could not believe the way this cop looked during the whole complete thing, that he would put his hands in his pockets like it was nothing to kill this guy. Whether he knew it or not, he was doing something that was going to probably take the life of this gentleman, and he didn't give one shit. Sorry if I swore. Sorry. Anyhow, this is what's going on in this world right now. There is a huge difference between how white cops treat black people as opposed to how white cops treat white people. Now, this is something we've all known about and we've ignored for many, many years, and now it's catching up to us. It's about time it has. Black people are deathly afraid of the cops, and they have every right to be. I have a friend, his name's Alan. Alan's black. Alan also graduated from University of Chicago with honors and also graduated from Harvard Medical School. When he gets pulled over for speeding or whatever it might be, he's petrified because he's black. He has no idea what's going to happen. Most of the time they have him get out of the car, you know, stand at the back of the car so that they can fully evaluate him as to whether he's a threat or not because he's black. And then, you know, they see on his... ID that, you know, it says MD afterwards. So a lot of times they go, oh, okay, you're a doctor. Well, okay, well, we just want you to fix your brake light or or your tail light. And, you know, then they let him go because he's obviously not a threat or not even really a reason to pull him over. I mean, a, a tail light, okay, yeah, you can pull him over, but to have him come out of the car and, you know, He had one case one time where the officer cuffed him just for his protection, he said. Alan was, like I said, petrified, and I don't understand it. I don't get why this is such a thing. I'm sure there are lots of incidents where police have been attacked and, you know, been shot and, you know, weren't careful when they went up to the back of a car and it was filled with gang members and one of them opened fire on them. I understand their fear, but I also have to say that 
There's a lot of people out there who are in gangs, and they're not all black. You really have to look at the big picture. There's a ton of white gangs, too. Um, go to any prison, you'll see it. Uh, most of them are skinheads, and, you know, they're ridiculous. They hate people just as much as any other group does. So please don't assume that every gangbanger is black. That's not true either. Now, I got off track there a little bit, but I'm a little hot about this because I've had some experiences with cops that I did not like at all and felt like I was being treated like a second-class citizen or maybe not even that. I think that police sometimes get a big head and a big attitude because they can. They are, you know policing us and they are in charge of making sure we are following the laws and when that happens you know they can they can push you around a little bit they can make your life a little bit miserable and I'm sorry to say that it's happened several times to me where I had an arrogant jerk of a cop come up where I even admitted, yes, officer, I was speeding. I know I'm late for work. I'm sorry. You know, just go ahead and write me the ticket. You know, I apologize. And then have him berate me, you know, on Lakeshore Drive for a minute and a half while he went back into his car to write the ticket and came back and then says, have a nice day, real arrogantly. And I said, you too, you jerk. I'm surprised he didn't come after me, but I guess... He was satisfied in what he said, so he didn't care what I said, or he didn't hear me, one or the other. It does happen to even us white guys, but not near as much as the black community. And it's sad. It's really sad. I live near Chicago. I'm not going to bash the Chicago police. They have their hands full, say to, to say the least. But there have been incidents here in Chicago that have been really nasty. I mean really nasty unfortunately not all of them are caught on tape you know the reason why these protests are going on right now and the reason why they are so so big is because that teenage girl took the time to f actually record all of this going on right in front of her so she actually had the guts you know, even with four cops around, to film the whole thing. Because at any one point, one of those cops could have came around and noticed that she was filming and knocked the camera out of her hand and broke it. Because I've heard stories about that, too. So, you know, they don't like to be filmed. And they also sometimes will turn their own body cams off because they don't want to, you know, have any record of what they're doing. Now, are there good cops? That, oh my God. You know, I I think that probably 98% of the cops out there are good people. They actually joined the police force because they wanted to. They have been on the police force for a long time because they enjoy their work and they try to help people and they try to settle arguments and, you know, think about all the things they have to do. Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. Every domestic that comes up, you know, they're trying to stop mama from hitting daddy in the head with a frying pan and you know it's it goes on and on and they are 
you know, they're responsible for trying to settle that down, you know, because there's neighbors all over the place who are trying not to hear these couples fight, but they can't because they're screaming and yelling at each other. So remember, the cops have a difficult job. It's not easy. They're involved in high-speed chases. One car pulls out in front of them. They both could be dead. And same thing with, you know, you don't know who you're pulling over. It could be a drunk with a gun. And now people can carry guns in Illinois. So it's like any of those other states. A drunk will pull out his gun and shoot at a cop just because he's drunk. And then he ends up dead, and then they blame the cops. And, you know, those are the times when I wouldn't want to be a cop for all the money in the world. And the truth is, is that they don't make enough money for what they do. They're like teachers and firemen. They don't make enough money for what they do. They save our asses in so many ways, and yet they get a pittance of money, really, when they start. And even if they work their full, you know, 20 years, 30 years, whatever they are on the force, they they might barely be touching a six-figure income. And that's only if they've worked their way up to different levels. It's just not right that they get paid so little okay my rant's over so what do you tell your kids in this situation you know they see the tv they see what's going on do you turn the tv off and just let them ignore it i don't know if that's such a good idea this is a big time in history this is going to be something that's going to be written about so i think they should know what's going on in the world and I'm not talking about your five- and six-year-olds. They're not going to care anyways. They don't understand this kind of stuff. But 10, 12, especially these teenagers who, you know, some of them were going down to these protests and walking in the streets of Chicago and Washington, D.C. and Seattle and all these other places where some events occurred, and they're 16 years old. And they're there just because they know that it's not right for a cop to kill a person. So... They get down there and, you know, they get caught up in a situation where there's tear gas or pepper spray or something like that. It can be really dangerous. So you you have to be the one who tells them, you know, if you're going to go down there, this is what might happen. And you have to be ready for it. Don't get on the front lines and waving your hands at the cops and flipping them off and everything like that. You're going to have to tell them that because if they don't understand how important it is not to disrespect the front line of the cops i mean i saw things that just amazed me you know i saw the cops push over that 75 year old guy and have him slam his head on the ground i saw that one cop slam his shield into the photographer for an australian uh, news agency and uh, then push him you know and hit his uh, the anchor lady in the back with a baton and they were filming. I mean, come on, what are you doing? But still, it's just, it's one of those things that people just don't understand that you, you may be in a situation where the cops are just completely in it for the brutality, and they are ready to cause some havoc. And if uh, the police happen to be there for the president of the United States, who, boy, you don't want me to do a show on him right now. I am so floored that 
our country could vote an idiot like him into office. I'm sorry. If you like him, great. But uh, I don't get it. I really don't get it. You know, he hasn't even come out to say we need to come together as a country and stop this fighting and stop this police brutality on black people. And he hasn't said shit. And it really bothers me. He's a president. He's supposed to come out, bring the country together. And he hasn't. Police brutality has been going on in communities for many, many years. It's just different levels of it. You know, it could be something as simple as locking someone up for five days because you know they can't afford bail. Even simple things, traffic stops where they pull them out, handcuff them, put them on the side of the road, you know, search their car without any real, you know, reason to search their car. And they get away with it because it's a white cop in a black neighborhood and black people know that that's what cops do. They search and, you know, do whatever they want to do because they're assuming that this person has drugs on them. It's just the way it is. It's wrong, but it's the way it is. Um, There's another thing I think we should talk about too that everybody is always complaining about these black kids running from the cops and uh, saying, well, if they would just stop and talk to the cops, they'd be fine. Well, unfortunately, in the real world, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes these kids are so petrified of the police. You know, they hear stories of, you know, their uncle who got beat up by the police, their father who got thrown around and smashed into a car and, you know, eight stitches on his head from a cop hitting him in the head with his baton. And, you know, there's... All these stories that these kids hear, and the first thing they think about is they're going to beat me up, and they take off. Now, is there a way to talk to them about that so that maybe they understand that taking off is not the best bet for you? Sure, there's a way you could talk to them about it. Is there a way you could convince them that that's actually a good idea? I don't know, because they're always wondering if they're going to get the living daylights beat out of them. That's why I'm hoping that these new protests will change the minds of the police and make them realize that the more afraid these people are of them, that the more, you know, they may actually wake up and make friends in the community and actually not have to chase everybody. So I think we have to look at that in a different way now. You know, if the kid stole a car and the cops are chasing him, that's a different story. But if the kid is being pulled over because he was going 10 miles over the speed limit and he gets out and bails and starts running because he thinks that the cops are going to beat him up, well, that's on the cops. That's not on the kid. Um, Because, you know, a kid like that should not run, should not have to run, should not be worried about a cop beating the living daylights out of him. You know, it should be just a plain and simple, you know, hello, officer, how are you? You know, I know I was going over the speed limit. I'm sorry. You know, if you have to write me a ticket, I understand. But most of these kids are petrified. So a lot of them just take off and run. Now, there's also a problem with a lot of teenagers who get mouthy with the police, and I'm not talking just about black teenagers or brown teenagers, I'm talking about all teenagers, because they get 
mouthy with just about everybody. So unfortunately, sometimes they get themselves into more trouble than they should have. But you can't help it. That's what teenagers do sometimes, and they're just not the brightest people in the world, unfortunately. So, you know, at some point they grow up and they realize, boy, that was really a stupid thing to do to that cop. And it wakes them up, and maybe at that point they'll actually, <laughs> you know, do something about it. One of the other things that the black community has to deal with, and that's uh, fighting the police and court, there really is a incredible mismatch of, you know, the, the game, so to speak, when it comes to the police versus a citizen. These police who say, you know, oh, this kid got out and ran and he was resisting arrest and he did this and he did that. And, well, the prosecutor files all these charges against this kid who's 18 years old and, you know, has never done anything else wrong in his life. But because he ran from the cops, they immediately hit him with all these charges. Now, the prosecutor will always be on the side of the cops and will always try to get these kids put in jail. That's why, I don't remember what the number is, but it's ridiculous. It's like 75 or 85% of all incarcerated people are black or brown. So that's not right. That's just completely and totally wrong that every time a black person commits a crime, they get put in jail. But every time a white person commits a crime, they have a good attorney. So they get out of it while... The defense attorneys, for most of these black people who can't afford an attorney, they're not usually the best. They're, they're usually the worst of the class, so to speak. So these poor kids, they don't have a chance. It's just not right. I also think that if you're looking to go to court and you're having a, like my, my kids had speeding tickets, not too many, just one or two, I told those boys that when they went, they would be dressed up in a nice shirt, nice pants, nice shoes, so that they could talk to the judge, you know, like they were, they meant it and that they showed up because, you know, dressed up because they respect the court. And the judge actually mentioned it because there were so many kids there dressed like they had just gotten out of bed, you know. Well, their hair is all completely out of place. They're in shorts. They're, and my kids were always dressed appropriately. And the judge of the you know the area would always appreciate that. He'd always say, "Hey, I really appreciate you respecting the court and dressing accordingly." As you can see, people, this is what it's like to dress for court. They'd all look at him, and I'd be kind of proud that he actually listened to me and actually dressed the way he was supposed to. But you also have to remember that something simple as that can make a difference. So dress accordingly and the judge may respect you a little bit more. Does that happen in black cases where a black officer had to resist arrest or had a resisting arrest against a black teenager? I don't know if it would even matter because there's so many judges and so many prosecutors and so many police officers that are literally out to get these black people and brown people and it's just not right 
Now that was pushing it. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm really angry about this. It's just so bad. When I saw that film, I I lost it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Everybody's going to riot. And I was right. There was riots, you know, and of course there's bad apples and riots. You know, when you have riots, it's not all the good people that come out. You know, they like to burn things. They like to get loot stores. They like to do stuff like that. And you could have a peaceful protest going on until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose because that's when the bad people come out and set things on fire and do shit like that. So remember, it's not just the the black people who are doing this stuff. It's you know people from out of town who come in just to stir things up and everything of that nature. Also, you know, the, the attitude from the judges to the people who are charged sometimes is not appropriate. Um, I think that if you spend a little more time getting to know the case and spend a little more time getting to know the kid, you might actually think, well, he probably just ran because he was scared of the cops because black kids are afraid of the cops. So, again, police attitudes are something else that I want to talk about. I I think that even though I mentioned this earlier, I, I really want to push it home that if you're a police officer out there and you're listening to this, I just want you to be nice. You don't even have to be, you know, happy-go-lucky and having a great day and everything like that. I don't care. Just be nice. If you would just be nice, everything would go so much smoother. If you're being a jerk, people will just be a jerk back to you nowadays. And, it, you know, you wonder why you get so frustrated and you get angry and then all of a sudden you're yanking somebody out of the car and beating them up. It's because you're the jerk first. So remember that not every person is out to get you. It's just be nice. If you be nice, the outcome will always be better. You know, that's something my dad taught me years ago. Just be nice, and if you're pulled over, yes, sir, no, sir, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am, whatever it is, be nice. Be nice to the cops, and the cops should be nice to you. If the cop's not nice to you, get his badge, it'll be on the ticket, and go to the police station and report him. You know, if they get enough reports about this guy or girl, then they will do something about it, or, well, they should do something about it. So remember that. That's important, too. The next part here is, do we need to change things? I think that's pretty obvious at this point. Why do we need to change things? Because this is blown up. And when it blows up like this, things need to be changed. This is what happened in 1968. You know, I was seven years old. I don't remember any of it, but I remember my parents saying this is you know, this was bad. It was really bad. They burned so much of Chicago. It was ridiculous. And my parents were nervous. You know, they basically told me to stay inside and, you know, not get in any mischief or anything like that. That was a big word back then, mischief. So I think the reason why it's happening now is because we all have cell phones. And now these cops are getting caught doing things that they know they've been doing for years and years and years. And now they're getting filmed. 
and they can't believe that they're getting fired or getting charged with assault or something of that nature. Well, the truth is, is you've been getting away with it for 50 years or even longer. 400 years, maybe, I think is probably the better guess. And now it's on you because we got you on film. And if they got you on film, things are going to change. So that's why now I think people realize that we can actually show the world how the police treat us. And I'm talking about the black community and the brown community. It's just the way it is. And if we can actually have these films, if, if people are near an, an action like this, if it happens and it comes off, whip out your phone and start filming because that's how we get rid of these bad apples is by filming them. The other thing I wanted to say is police unions are an issue that has come up um, in the news lately that the unions are so strong that they can pr protect a cop from just about any charge or anything that goes on. And that's very true. Police unions are very strong. But I want to remind the people in the police union that they don't want to go the way of the steel unions who basically drove themselves completely out of the scene because they demanded so much stuff from the industry that the industry just started buying from Japan or from China and the steel industry in the United States went to crap. So now everybody gets their steel from China and it's just the way it is. And these unions are like, you know, barely trying to make, a, you know, the people who worked at the steel mills, you know, try to get them their pension and they're struggling just to hang on because, you know, they were spending some money in some pretty bad places like bribing senators and all that other fun stuff. So now this, these unions for the police officers are trying desperately hard to get these police officers, officers, you know, to not be charged or to be the charges to be lessened. But I think that if you see these cops get off, if you think we had riots now, oh my God, wait till you see what happens if they get off. So keep an eye out for that because if that happens, um, you're going to need to hide in your basement, especially if you're white. Um, so the other thing is, is try to control your temper when you get pulled over as a black person, as a white person, as a you know Hispanic person, anything. I get mad when I get pulled over for something stupid, you know, like I'm going five miles over the speed limit. Really? You're going to pull me over for five miles over the speed limit? Now, I never speed in neighborhoods because I've worked on kids who've been hit by cars. And I know that even at 10 miles an hour or 20 miles an hour, if you get hit by a car, it'll wreck you. I mean, it'll keep, it just messes you up bad. So, but if a cop is pulling you over for five over when you're on the expressway, they're just looking for a fight. You know, they're pulling people over and just, I think that they just want to see what kind of temper tantrum people are going to throw and then see if they can arrest them. So I just want everybody to know that if you can control your temper 
you'll you'll just piss the cop off and he'll eventually say uh, this isn't worth it anymore I'm getting tired of being frustrated so maybe then they'll ease up a little bit on that five mile an hour over speed limit tickets so anyhow in the way of children and kids and which is what this channel is really about it's important for them to know about this time and the fact that a, a black man named George Floyd was killed by a white police officer while three of his white police officers watched it happen is a life changer and this is going to be something that is going to have to change in the United States. I mean, there was protests worldwide, so it's it's not just us, it's other places too, but they're all cheering for us to get what we need in the way of actually changing things so that everybody gets a fair shot. It's not just the white people who get a fair shot. It's not just the people who can afford the expensive lawyer who get a good shot. It has to start up at the top, you know, where the judges are and work its way down so that everybody starts to get fair fair trials, not just these, oh, he's black, we can throw him in jail. You know, this this is ridiculous. The jails shouldn't be, you know, filled with one quarter of the black male population because that's not what's going on. There's other things going on. You know, the police are putting people in jail for reasons that are just not legit. So please try to remember that I don't hate the cops, but I've had some run-ins with the police where I thought they were completely out of control. And instead of just saying something nice and having me hand them my license and just deal with the ticket, they'd get me so worked up that I would want to get out of the car. And, you know, go back and start yelling at the cop. And then I knew I'd be arrested. So, I, you know, I stopped myself from doing it. But I could see why everybody's so mad. It's just, it's just been going on for too long. And it's time it's changed. So that's my rant for today. I'm sorry that I got all worked up. But this is something I've been watching for a couple weeks. And to see the outpouring of youth of today try to change this is very impressive you know the people in 1968 who got things changed they were kids you know they were college students they were high school kids they went out there and they dealt with fire hoses and dogs that were trying to rip them apart and the national guard you know even some of them shooting regular bullets you know, into crowds you know i mean just they were a tough bunch of people in 1968 well this appears to be a tough bunch of kids now who are willing to fight for what's right and they're doing it and you know what hats off to them i i think it's fantastic that that's what they're doing they're really trying hard to make this work and to change things so the last thing i'm going to say is congratulations for making an effort and trying to change things and i hope to god it works because the next things that could happen if something gets filmed is going to be uh, nightmarish to say the least so thanks for listening i appreciate it you guys have a great day